Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I just got my PhD. My specialty is in supermassive black holes and galaxy evolution. So what I'm doing now is really trying to understand how the entire universe works from an energetic, conscious perspective. I believe there's consciousness. There's a bigger meaning to everything that is studied uh, in academia, everything that I've already studied. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do um, on this podcast and, uh, follow me on Instagram. I'm at interdimensional.astrophysics on Instagram. So my co-host for this podcast is Michaela. She's at Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. She's an energy healer. So for this episode though, today, it's a special edition. Michaela will not be on this episode. I have a guest. It is going to be my brother-in-law, Brandon, and I'll introduce him but for yeah so for this episode we are talking all about the mayan calendar just calendars and time it's really cool interesting interesting discussion so i also though wanted to preface this with a few corrections um when we recorded this yeah just just a few a few little things from some of the numbers that we were saying um when we recorded this discussion so i just wanted to add some corrections so this will make sense and hopefully incentivize you to continue listening to the rest of the episode. But a few things to point out. So one, we talk about these natural cycles and ratios. And so a few times in the episode, we mentioned the ratio 13 to 28. Um, so there's another, in terms of the Mayan calendar, there is another significance of this natural ratio that is 13 to 20. So um, we misspoke there a few times, and but I want to explain the number, um, the number 13. But the other main correction that I have is just that for, um, so for the Mayan calendar stuff, the Mayan calendar actually is 260 days. It's its main um, time length is 260 day cycles. So in in the recording, we constantly say 270, 270. So just keep that in mind. Um, we say 270 a lot. It's actually 260 days. And I just wanted to um, elaborate on some other numbers and the number 13. So the significance of the number 13 is that um, is that the Mayan calendar is based off of these fractals of 13. And they say that our galaxy has 13 main frequencies that emanate from the core and that drive the natural or the organic frequency of events. So there's these 13-day wave spells that we talk about that are basically a subdivision of the Mayan calendar. And we also mention how there's 13 uh, moon cycles within a year. So then um, back to the 1320, 13 times 20 gives you um, 13 days times, yeah, 13 times 20 gives you 260. So there's, uh, so that's kind of the subdivision of how you break down that 260 day cycle. And one other thing that we didn't necessarily, um, yeah, that we sort of misspoke and didn't necessarily mention is that there's another layer of the cycle that has to do with the procession of the equinox, which is 26,000 years. So there's this whole kind of cascade of these numbers of that are all like a fraction of each other. So 26,000 years is the um, time that the, it takes for the equinox to process, meaning that um, our, the North Star, so the where the celestial North Pole 
points, our North Star has not always been our, our North Star. Essentially, the um, the Earth wobbles, making a complete circle every, every 26,000 years. So that's the precession cycle. And that is another fractal that is taken into account of the Mayan calendar. Uh, another correction is that we said... We said that the uh, we estimated like 260,000 years or something for the solar system to go make a full revolution around the Milky Way galaxy. It's actually something like 230 to 260 million years. So just some numbers that I wanted to correct ahead of time. Um, so just keep that in mind. Um, you can definitely look up a lot of these things too. And another... Yeah, so so those those are just some some numbers I wanted to correct ahead of time, and another interesting thing to point out, um, back to this whole Mayan calendar being two hundred and sixty days long, um, it's there's yeah there's some interesting pattern patterns that we can point out that we that we didn't mention in the recording, one of which is um, the human gestation period is also two hundred sixty days meaning the amount of time it takes to grow a baby in the womb is 260 days. So that is really cool. And then another thing, back to the 13, the 13-20 ratios, there's some cool naturally repeating things in nature. So the human, we have 13 major joints and 20 fingers and um, yeah, 20 fingers slash toes. And so that kind of that follows the 1320 ratios for the 260 day Mayan calendar. So I definitely hope that you enjoy stick around for the discussion on the Mayan calendar. I, I think it's a bit underrepresented in terms of people's knowledge about it and the spiritual community and everything. And I think it's really interesting. Um, another thing is just... Um, mind the uh apologies for the audio is a little little difficult or um just uh maybe not <laughs> the entire recording maybe the audio is not as great as it could be um this is our first time doing a recording of um two people in the same room because <laughs> you know me and Michaela um are on opposite sides of North America. So this was the first time I was I was uh, ha introducing a new technical aspect of recording with in the same room as someone. So there might be some um, a little bit of audio issues, but you know overall it sounds pretty good. So thanks for bearing with us on that. And on that note, I will play the conversation between me and my brother-in-law, Brandon, and be sure to give us a rating, review, subscribe on YouTube, and follow at the Orphic Podcast on Instagram. And yeah, thank you. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. So we're coming at you here with a very special... A special guest on on this episode. We're bringing to you a very special conversation. I would like to introduce my brother in oops my my brother in law Brandon is joining us on this episode, and uh, I'm gonna have him introduce himself in a bit. But in general, for you know my relationship with Brandon as my brother in law, he's someone that is. You know, I'm very close with. He's on the spiritual path. He has a lot of wisdom. Is very interested in gaining a lot of like g 
gathering a lot of information and just for many years, Branded has been someone that I can have really intense conversations about space and time and the universe with. And we always joke that uh, he he sends me all these. <laughs> I've talked on the podcast before about how I don't really read books, um, but we always joke that Brandon always sends me things to read and I never really read them. Um, but we laugh. Um, all right. So, Brandon, take the floor. Just introduce yourself a little bit and I would like you to kind of, yeah, you know, just kind of describe uh, your interest in any of this information and kind of, kind of, yeah, say a few things. <laughs> it's you know? funny. Um, I spend so much time reading and thinking about these things, but I don't really talk about them yeah. very much. So it's kind right. of odd to actually say it all out loud. I don't think I've ever told my told a story about right. my spiritual journey to anyone and yes exactly which is why it's cool to have you know and i've been to i've told you that's what i've loved about this podcast it's really cool to have a space to tell your story and tell your journey yeah, just and talk about it and also yeah having a space I to i may i may hear myself say these things for the first time exactly loud, and know? that's what's cool about you know we set up a sacred space before we start recording and so anything that comes through is divine of divine origin we're both essentially going to be channeling things in real time while while we're speaking whatever is meant to come through so it's cool to just have a space to just let your thoughts go right yeah um so maybe my story would be i i'm a seeker of experiences and i think that started i never really thought about spirituality very much but Let's say it was traveling to places or eating foods and restaurants or just, you know, finding interesting music. And um, I think through that aspect of my personality, as I became an adult and I came to understand the world and start to see um, all the different perspectives that are out there and all the different experiences people were having. Um, yeah, I think. I became fascinated with philosophy and spirituality as a whole new set of experiences of life. Mm -hmm. um, and once I had some of those myself, I think I never really turned back, you know? I, right. Um, I mean, I don't know, maybe I make myself sound smarter in hindsight, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think this is, if nothing else, I think it's the most interesting story about what reality is. Yeah. Um, right. But I feel it's like more interesting than the religion I grew up grew up with, yes. or what I you know hear in the news, or the conversations I have with my friends or family. Right. It's like nothing compares. You have this curiosity. You have this natural, which is why it's so cool. We have such amazing conversations. And that's why we're here right now. You have this curiosity for how things work in the universe and you're you're a seeker like you said it was a, the first thing that you said i think you're a seeker and yeah like you're saying like none like not no other conversation with friends or something compares to all this other that's how i feel and you understand yes. it's so, like you very it's, much understand this frustration I'm, like how do we what is it all yeah and also um why you know why didn't anyone explain this to me you know like yeah if I was 10 and I, I, you know, had any idea that you could look at life this way or kind of understand it from these perspectives, I think, you know, 
what what fun you know like i think it brings the fun the inspiration the imagination back to life you can collaborate with the universe yes. through your consciousness i mean mm -hmm. it's fantastic even if it's completely wrong yeah i'm fine being wrong and living this way and yeah. i mean not that you know it seems to be working pretty well <laughs> right you know. right yeah um so yeah that's my i think my summary of my uh spiritual journey yeah. I mean, there's a, it's a lot there's a lot in there you know 20 mm -hmm. years of ups and downs and different experiences but ultimately right. i think that's the thread for me that goes through mm -hmm. um and i came to the mayan calendar yeah. through you it oh, was like right. a random i forgot about that yeah you, so we, we were, know, yeah go ahead well we're gonna talk a little bit about the theme of what we're gonna talk about a little bit in in this uh transmission is time and calendars and stuff and i was gonna say like brandon has been our mayan calendar guru for like the last year or so um and i forgot that it was through me because so i think the way that that came about was i was looking up a lot about the date of my birth and everything and my chart and i think i was talking to this numerologist that i really like on instagram and i was telling her something about my birthday and she was like oh you're born on a galactic activation portal day on the mayan calendar and i was like what the hell does that mean and i think i had told you about it and i started looking into it and it's this it's this concept where the veil is super thin on these certain days in the mayan calendar and and then Brandon, being the person that he is, a seeker and loving to gather information and wisdom and everything, then you went on this whole, like, yes. you just... I went down the rabbit you hole. You went down the rabbit hole is an understatement. <laughs> um, and now, and then, like, next thing you know, Brandon's sending, Brandon's ordering Mayan calendars, like, literally, the fold, like, the folded out Mayan calendar, which is really awesome, whoever makes that, like, I need to find mine. I don't know where my current one is, but these amazing Mayan calendars for me and my brother and my sister, who were all on the spiritual path and using it to be and we're all have this telegram chat and he's like all right today is the <laughs> red lunar walker day <laughs> and this is the energy of today and yeah so that's kind of how you came into the mayan calendar stuff right yeah yeah there you had you sent a picture of a little glyph yeah. and you had some description of what it was i looked it up and i thought what is this like mm -hmm. a whole you know here's a whole other version it's not astrology mm -hmm. but um and i'm also fascinated with ancient cultures and particularly things like the mayans and the egyptians the pyramids the spiritualities yes, that was there so much there all of the crossover with potential you know with higher consciousness or extraterrestrials and all of those stories and so mm -hmm. um and then to find that there were people there was a spiritual community that was kind of like continuing that tradition or that wisdom but had evolved it and expanded it into this modern version of yeah. the calendar and yeah the whole thing was so fascinating mm -hmm. and then of course which is my favorite part of spirituality is you experience it you you know you start to use the calendar i think we've mm -hmm. all had these experiences maybe it's astrology or it's uh meditation or something and you it clicks. Mm -hmm. like, you oh, put it yeah. into practice in a different way. There's you get this inner inner standing, as I like to say, as opposed to just you know yeah exactly. You experience the energy. You, you first you, first you study it, and then you and then you embody it, and you live it, and you see the effects of that, and that's cool. Yes, it it 
you know, shifts your reality or it broadens your conscious understanding of what your reality is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it was, it checked all my boxes and I still, um, I still reference it all the time. Right. Right. So that was really cool about, about the Mayan calendar stuff. But that was, that was definitely, it was, so that was what, a few years ago, maybe that was definitely not the first, um, really, really deep thing that you had kind of gotten yourself involved in, in terms of these, in terms of these thoughts and everything. So, um, yeah. And I feel like you are, I feel like so far, at least in life, because we don't know where your life path and career are going to take you. But I feel like so far, you're a cool example of having been someone in in uh, the standard like corporate workforce that brings this aspect. You bring like a, you're like a hidden secret guru um, <laughs> of uh, uh, not that anyone is the old and not that anyone is an ultimate guru. But, you know, it's like you kind of you're you're in the corporate world, but you're you're trying to bring bring this energy and bring this frequency of unconditional love and understand and help and you you are you're very good at at guiding people and you're very good at at offering this kind of spiritual wisdom and advice and Brandon has been a very good you know mentor um just extra voice uh for me like and my brother and yeah you. yeah yeah you have and uh and it's cool it's awesome um so was there anything is there anything else you want anything else on your mind about you know kind of how you your your interest in in any of this stuff or how you came to it i just a comment on what you just said Mm -hmm. i think um that managing that um those two worlds that Mm -hmm. kind of dichotomy has people have been dealing with it for a long time but i would say it was more like traditional religion you might have someone that was very deeply um, Christian, Catholic, you know, um, going to church all the time, you know, praying every day and also going to a corporate job and trying to find their way to, you know, um, fulfill what what they thought there was was the way to to lead a pious and religious life and also be at work. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's difficult. I think, you know, the corporate world, corporate world doesn't want that there right Um, Mm -hmm. and this is this is a huge you know this is a huge topic because a lot of people can relate to this people that don't have a spiritual career path but then uh, happen upon a spiritual awakening and you know you want to bring some aspect of fulfillment and and some soul fulfillment you want to feel like you're bringing something you want to be yourself you want to be yourself and now yourself is it's bigger it's more than just whatever output you can create on you know on your computer um so but and how do you do that how do you find that balance and kind of navigate with um, all the, all the interpersonal interactions you're having. And, um, totally it's been a, it's been a real challenge, but also a a source of a lot of, um, I think growth for me and, you know, finding ways to be myself in that situation to the extent I can without, you know, pulling out my mind calendar in a (laughs) meeting and being like, 
we should pick that day for go live of right. our project because it's a gap day. Right, exactly. You know? But then when it, you know, when it just lines up and they're like, oh shit, our project is going live on a yes. gap day. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I, I'm doing my job, you know, like yes. I'm bringing my whole self, like the alignment is there, even if wow. I didn't have to, you know, put it on the, on the presentation slide. Yes. So. No, that's um, such a cool, that's such an interesting point and a cool point. And just, yeah. And so gap day is a galactic activation portal day, which would be, you know, in the mind calendar, kind of when the energy is most ripe for and significant. But yeah, no, it's true. And it's, it's very much a, th a thing that that's so relatable. You're expanding, your mind's expanding. And how how can you not, how do you not restrict yourself in, in your work environment and stuff? But like you said, it, yeah, a lot of things happen, are happening. We see in us all in communication about these things with the Mayan calendar and these certain, and yeah, and, and we see, and we see it through ourselves. We talk about it and we say, oh my God, like I'm, I'm having a huge, I'm having a huge day on this day and all these things, they line up yes, and, and they line up. yeah. Yeah. That's the magic of it. That's the and, and that, um, hopefully this is where our lives are evolving is right. that, I, it doesn't have to be this tension of these two different worlds that, mm -hmm. you know, as my career evolves and hopefully as all of our careers and our lives evolve, we evolve into places, into groups of people, occupations, whatever it is that allow this to just be, allow us to be one person and not mm -hmm. two people or three people or however many different people mm -hmm. you have to be in your different social settings and family settings and, exactly. and whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of my uh, in, intentions that I, yes. I set on a regular basis is yes. you know, just having the path go in that direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it's it's important to that, especially the time that we're in right now. And, you know, I've, I've talked about it on this podcast and I, I'm experiencing it myself, not uh, moving into being one version of myself. And this is exactly how I felt as my as being in uh, academic astronomy, academic astrophysics, while one half of my brain is expanding to 10 dimensions <laughs> and I'm still here living my same, was when I was still in my PhD program, living my same life, being like, how do I reconcile where the expansion that my brain is undergoing right now? And I'm currently only just now moving into a place where I can be, where I'm I'm pushing myself and it's difficult to be one version of myself. And this is, this is my... This is my personal growth lesson in this time what period. What we're doing right now on the yes, podcast. Exactly. You know, <laughs> yes. And it's cool. I think that that was a good is a good segue to kind of what we want to talk about in terms of um, even like the natural like you were you were saying we were talking about how like things with the Mayan calendar kind of just naturally align to when these big events happen, you know, divine orchestration takes over and and hopefully we're moving towards a time where um, we're going to where we're breaking out of this unnatural, these unnatural cycles or these unnatural time. What am I trying to say? Un, yeah, unnatural like uh, progression of things, because what's 
the what we want to talk about too is that there's a grander energy at play that's orchestrating when is the divine timing for this and this to happen and and how does the energy the energy of this of this week and of this cycle is all building up towards this one other big thing to happen and it's all about working with right working with the universe working with the natural cycles and working with the divine a divine orchestration of the universe for things to happen in their divine timing and in when when that happens things are more in alignment right and and things happen more easily and and there's less efforting and so yeah so that's kind of what we want to talk about a bit like Brandon has some some thoughts and we're just going to like flesh them out and we're, we're just going to talk about time and some other things that Brandon has, you know, learned about. And we're just going to kind of like bounce off some things. Um, right. So. Yeah. So time. <laughs> um, I it's it's so interesting. I love the I love the topic of of time and cycles. I had I had this download about. I've, so in terms of from my perspective or like where I'm coming to this conversation with is I've had some interesting downloads about the connection between cycles and time and my big issue with uh, the current astrophysics, uh, our current understanding of astrophysics is it assumes linear time. We have this time since the Big Bang Theory, the, you know, it assumes linear time. And what I think we need is a theory of cosmology that adopts cyclical time. And I've actually, I was able to kind of talk about someone with this at a conference recently, like someone, you know, sometimes I'm able to find like one person that like maybe thinks a little differently. And I was like, we need, I was like, we need a theory for cyclical time. Time isn't linear. We need cyclical cosmology. And he was like, yes, I've been thinking about this. So it's you know everything is is cycles and nothing nothing is nothing is fully linear so this that's kind of my my where where i want my thoughts with astrophysics to go in terms of we assign time scales to things and and i think it's kind of just shifting to reframing it in terms of cycles and um yeah and i think i think a lot about the relative positions of cycles so this is just where like i'm coming at so far with my thoughts like how yeah how thing when you like just an example for the year like every time when you're in the same point of the year like every march or something you're always thinking about where you were at that exact time the year before the year before so there's like something to do and and when that happens what you're at the same relative position within the cycle so i think the way that i see it so far is there something with like the same relative positions yeah, of cycles. I completely agree. I think um, if you take those, if you put those two things together, if you, I mean, the experience of time as a human on earth is generally linear. It, when you change your states of consciousness, it changes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we say like, you can call a normal state of consciousness, you're generally experiencing linear time in a cycle. Because mm-hmm. the sun goes up and down every day, the year comes around every year. Mm-hmm. So if you 
draw those two things together, I think you get a spiral, right? Where if your line is going straight out. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So there's the spiral, but it's also going forward. So yeah, so there's a cycle, but it's but there's a linearity to it. That's so, right. so, so it's a spiral. So if you're in a linear cycle, you're in a spiral. You start at the beginning and you're going straight, but then if you're in the same place again the next year, you're in the same section of the spiral, but you're farther out. You're in yes. a different position. And the next mm-hmm. time you're farther out, the next time you're farther out. Um, so we're spiraling and Mm -hmm. it's, I, I love that as a visual because actually we are physically spiraling through space also, right? Mm -hmm. The sun is hurtling at hundreds of thousands of miles an hour around the galactic center and the earth is chasing it in a orbit, which when, you know, you look at it on a piece of paper, it looks like a circle, but it's not, it's a spiral because the sun is moving and we're chasing the sun. Like, you know. Um, great. So we're physically spiraling through space. Um, and again, that we, we reference that to a fixed point, which is, uh, you know, either a star far away or the center mm-hmm. of our galaxy. And our life is the same. We have a fixed point. We were born at a, a specific time. We have a fixed point of reference. And then we're kind of spiraling through because mm-hmm. we have a memory. Right. And we wake up, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I wake up tomorrow and I will remember this podcast and I'll say okay at this time yesterday I was here today um, it's the same time the sun's in the same place but I'm not you know yeah it's I'm in a different reference I'm in a right. different relative yeah, position to that that's so, cool it's it's like it's like the memory is what creates the spiral and the linear experience yes yeah. that's right it drives the it drives you to a different relative position it creates right. the spiral out of the psych in, in the yeah cycle. yeah right exactly. if there was no memory you would just if there was no memory to link the past present and the past and the future yeah. it would just be a circle yes that's right from you, your the sun perspective would come up again and you're like oh the sun's up again okay and right yeah 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 <laughs> it's the, day it's night it's not the next day i right? never even yeah. thought about it like that necessarily. yeah yeah. Um, okay, and then, great. So what do we do as humans? We start to track it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is like from the beginning of of known humanity, I think you start to pay attention to, you, there's an understanding of, of this experience of cycles through time. The sun goes up and down, the moon, um, you know, you see the phases of the moon. They're the same every 28 days. Mm-hmm. And you start to notate uh, what is happening. Yeah. And eventually calendars kind of evolve. And they're all, as far as my understanding of history, they're all based on these very natural cycles that are observable from anywhere on the earth. The mm-hmm. sun goes up and down. The moon has phases. The stars rotate. The Earth is rotating, so the stars rotate right. the same Always. exact rotation every year. If you're mm-hmm. if you're watching the stars, you know, and within uh, within one human lifespan or many human lifespans, the stars really aren't moving very much at all right they're always pretty much going back to the same spot right so over thousands of years they shift a little bit right yeah yeah um so yeah so so everyone had the same calendar Mm -hmm. Uh, i mean they might start their year at a different day or they might name their months different months or whatever moons they might name their moons different moons right um but yeah they uh that i i i think it's um a very natural extension of being a person on earth mm-hmm. uh, existing on earth is to notice these cycles and to start to build this kind of yep. calendar structure around it. Um, and I, and I, when I also think about history and, um, or ancient history, it, it was, um, 
cult, these cultures were all very spiritual. They yeah. all really wanted to understand life and what was happening yeah. and they were doing it through this very spiritual lens. Yes. Um, and presumably they were much more deeply connected to their intuitions and yeah. to uh, higher so consciousnesses too. or some people might say, you know, uh, extraterrestrial races that were giving them information. Yes. Um, and so the calendar was a spiritual, using the calendar was a spiritual practice. Every, yeah. you know, I mean. It, yeah, and they worshipped the sun, you know, in yeah. those times. And it was like, oh, it was such a huge deal for like the sun. You know, yeah, this the sun. I mean, people, sun is still worshipped to an extent. It's, it's our source of life. So I think, I think that is. Like what's coming to me now is to just like add a, add other things. It's um it's I think time I think time in the calendars is inherently spiritual purely because of the fact that the sun is our is our source of life. And I think that if anyone as soon as anyone were to understand that in, uh, innately the time the the clock of time and the way that the sun devises the calendar just makes makes time and makes the miracle of the sun rising another day a spiritual practice like a spiritual belief right yeah it's just coming to me now yeah exactly and people built rituals around these things you had to do the ritual the same time every year you want to right if you believe it's important the sun's in a specific location the stars are in a specific location we want to know when that's going to happen count the days you chart it out whatever it was really I think the count cal- using the use of the calendar was used for this kind of purpose. Yeah. And I mean, th- this whole conversation for me is kind of like, this is after the fact, because when, you know, as a kid growing up and then, you know, now in mm-hmm. modern times, the calendar has nothing to do with any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You're shown a calendar just so you know, whatever day, whatever thing is right. like it had, I had no right. understanding. Devolved. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. just completely disconnected from all this stuff. So it's exciting to me. This, maybe this sounds obvious or maybe for some people, not all that interesting. I, it's mind blowing. It's fascinating for me because, um, I never made any of these connections. Mm-hmm. I just had, you know, I just had a calendar on my phone or my computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at days, times. I just, right. whatever. It keeps tracks of things great. Like I'm putting no. Um, Time has yeah. been, it's been demonized too, in a sense. Yeah, it's, that's right. of course, I mean, it's. It's ta- the concept of time and ca- even calendars and everything. It- it's such a huge topic, and everyone you know says time is a social construct, and it t- it's been wep- it's been weaponized, and it's always it- it's it's weaponized uh, in our current society. We're always running out of time. It's always uh, it's become a limitation. You know, it's become a limitation as opposed to thinking of it as. Um, in terms of cycles and and under and living with the natural cycles of things. Yeah. So continue what you were saying. Yeah, so that was that's why I'm excited still excited about this stuff and happy to talk about it with you mm-hmm. as um, and share it to the extent that anyone else is interested. Mm-hmm. The um part of my spiritual journey and I um I think for many of us is trying to get back in line with nature with to the yes. extent we can realign ourselves with natural ways of eating natural ways of living and and thinking mm-hmm. and um, huge and you don't think about time in that capacity right. and you can go you know you can go be on a deep spiritual journey for years like i was and never have the thought process about any of this stuff mm-hmm. um so to have found this um 
this source of knowledge, this aspect of um, perspective on time, on calendars, and tying it back to spirituality, modern spirituality, was mm-hmm. was awesome. Right. Um, so, yeah, can I talk a little yeah. bit about what that is? Yes, please, yeah. please go. So we know I see I, these videos now pop up on my telegram mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, but so maybe this is more common knowledge now, but not necessarily 12 months doesn't really nothing about the modern calendar makes any sense. Yeah. No, talk, talk about it, because I, <laughs> you know, I've I've heard a lot. My my context to this is. I've heard a lot in the last few years about, you know, people have said that there's uh, actually should be 13, thir- at least, okay, maybe that there should be 13 months. You, you talk about that, um, but especially that there should be a 13th um, Zodiac constellation of Hucus. That This is what I've heard. There should be a 13th Zodiac constellation. And so for context, in terms of why the Zodiac constellations are the Zodiac constellations is because those are, they move through this path that the sun takes called the ecliptic which is the Zodiac constellations are the band of constellations in the sky that the sun actually moves through because the sun, the sun moves along a certain path. And when you, when you keep on plotting it, it actually kind of looks like, which is another thing that I found on itself is weird. It goes in a little bit of an infinity shape. It's, it's called the ecliptic path, but it goes a little bit like that. And uh, so that's, this is what sets, this is kind of what sets the Zodiac or, or what sets this and, you know, always still the reference point and the way that I'm always thinking still is everything is around the point and the sphere and, you know, kind of the equatorial region or just, just in a band in a circle. Everything is kind of cyclical and circular. Um, so that's what I know about like the 13, but I don't know that much about why the 12 to 13. And yeah, so so what have you gathered? I don't know, or I don't you... know exactly or like why why is the 12 month like b- bullshit yeah well it just doesn't align to anything right this is the mm-hmm. the modern calendar is aligned to nothing there's mm-hmm. nothing nothing about your experience on earth that would make you think that the year needs to start on january 1st yes, at that right. moment and that the first month should have 31 days and the next month should have 28 days and mm-hmm it's just it's just there you know you kind of have to ignore it and you have to use some documents to constantly check how many days and whatever because Mm -hmm. there's nothing about life that is you know um intrinsic to that um and you know you can without going too far down any conspiracy path i think you could say um that it disconnects you from nature. Now, you could 100%. also, I think a lot of people would say, well, that's on purpose. Yes. You know, I would say that too. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, we don't shy away from that <laughs> on here. But, you know, if we, if we put that aside and say you really can't make sense of it. And, the um, you know, it's like the, the, the durations of the months, the names of the months, the start of the year. Yes. A lo- um, I mean, people say from what I've learned, the true start of the year, new year is spring. The astrological new year is the astrological uh, new year is the new moon in Aries, which is usually in March. Um, so in astrology, this is what would be considered the new year. And and this is moving towards working with the natural cycles. The new year is spring. It's when things are born. It's it's I do think that the calendar is designed to pull you away. Like, why is the new year in the middle of winter when that like I've been really embracing recently, especially because at the time they're recording this and when it will be released is spring in 
And I've really been embracing um, cycles in in so many ways in the seasons. And it's so we need to work with these cycles. Winter is a time of hibernation. Winter is a time of withdrawal. And that's exactly what the plants in the animal kingdom do. And they withdraw. And then spring is a time for blossoming and new beginnings and, and emerging from the cocoon. And I am starting to put myself in tune with this a little bit more. I'm starting to understand like, I'm, I'm only now really recently starting to understand why like, oh, that's why every year in March I feel this new bloom of energy and this always new opportunities are always happening in the spring for me and like April and May and stuff like that. Always new, new, new. And that's because that's 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 working with the nature. It's working with our cycles. Yeah. And you would, I, I think, reasonably obvious the calendar should also synchronize with that Mm -hmm. so you know um there are the moon almost exactly goes through 13 cycles of phases with the when when the earth makes a single rotation around like within a year you get 13 cycles of the moon Mm -hmm. so why 12 months what you mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah obviously like it, oh it, right oh that's where the 13 sure. comes from i yeah. should i should know this uh <laughs> right because so the 13 l- yeah times 28 is 365 like give or take yes yeah and it's like yes and that's why i do think it's it's it reminds me of how uh, we might talk about this too of how they cha- they kind of purposely changed some music turn from 432 hertz to 440 hertz it's it feels like almost this shift to just a little bit off yes, to that's exactly that's a perfect analogy yes that it's like just a little bit shifted that yeah. and of course not shifted a full cycle and this is a lot of what i think about everything i i the way i describe things a lot in terms of my downloads is is wavelengths and the full cycle of one wavelength and how when it's just a little bit offset, that's a dissonance. But if you move it over a full phase, that's alignment. You know, it's 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 uh, needing to go from like one phase fully to the other. But yes, exactly. So the lunar cycle is 28 days. So in that case, it, there should be 13 lunar cycles throughout the year. And that's why we have this weird stuff with the 30 days and the 31 days. And it's like yeah, it was just pushed just like, uh, just yeah. like, like when you have a painting on the wall and it's just a little like, uh, and you're like, so, why is it so wrong? Yeah. So what I, I love conspiracy theories, but I also I try to be super skeptical about them. Mm-hmm. I love, I also separately love the idea of, um, emergence of like an emergent phenomenon i don't know if you're what do you mean by what do you mean by that where like you have a complex system of independent actors or activities but they through all of their complex and individual actions something emerges that Mm. so um like uh, uh, snowflakes are often a good example of that. Like every molecule is is vibrating independently. Yeah. You freeze it at some specific moment and it generates a beautiful crystal, but it's unique. Like it's an, um, that crystal is an emergent property of the vibrations of those. Mm. Or Mm -hmm. um, I just, I, I went on Wikipedia the other day, I was explaining this to someone else and they had, uh, a termite tower that was the example on wikipedia meaning like there's i don't know a million termites living in a pile of dirt and each termite the only thing they're doing is moving dirt from here to there or eating a piece of wood or whatever mm. but somehow they build 
each not any one of them has the idea of the tower in their head right. in their mind in their whatever but somehow collectively their yeah. set of decisions results in this yes. very complex tower structure that right yeah right okay so if i bring this back to what like was there a guy somewhere in a a, a tower in medieval times that was like we're gonna move the calendar to 12 months and fuck everyone. yeah we're gonna yeah, fuck like, everyone over yeah. <laughs> like i don't know i don't know how no, true that is. i think it's more like you know there's a lot of there are a lot of frequencies to which you can align yourself in the universe mm-hmm. and mm, yeah. if mm-hmm. enough people are aligned with things like greed and power they're still only making their decisions on an individual basis generally for themselves you know whatever ruler at the time in the church or in rome or you know was trying to to just control things so they make these decisions but they're all aligned with this greater um if you want to call it dark energy or um you know Mm -hmm. self-serving energy right and so their decisions over time or over large groups of decisions create an emergent property that is a um it's a self-serving it's like a negatively aligned property so i think that like the 12-month calendar for me is a great example of that of like Mm -hmm. i don't think anyone you know made that but i think you know like all those little decisions all the little planning they were decisions they were making in ancient rome and with the catholic church and trying to take over the world and like Mm -hmm. um they moved the calendar around. They were trying right. to get rid of pagan religions. They were trying to drive everybody into, you know, and they were also managing finances and taxes through the calendar. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, they like structured it in a way that was useful for them. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's so, like a decision was made and, and th- every, everything decisions, yeah, d- decisions million, were made and, and hundred million billion decisions and, you know? it, and they, everything crystallized around it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it crystallizes out of sync with yes. nature. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, we have 12 months that don't align to anything. We start our year at a random time. Mm-hmm. We have leap years in a way that's also yeah. confusing. Weird. Um, and, um, and we're now, at least for me, like I'm now aware of this. I now mm-hmm. know I can align myself with a calendar that is in sync with nature. And also, I mean, I still use regular Gregorian calendar to mm-hmm. um, schedule meetings and get on the train on time and whatever. But yep. um, yeah, but yeah, so um, that was perhaps a rather long winded <laughs> no it's good it's good journey to get to so why is it important so this galactic calendar i'm not sure exactly what the name is it's my it is like uses a lot of information from the ancient minds which the ancient mind uh, civilization had very complex calendar systems yeah, yeah. Uh, many of uh, I have read many times people say there was actually, and actually the author of the modern galactic calendar says those ancient Mayans were in fact um, receiving information aligned with a galactic civilization called the Maya, galactic Maya. Oh. That's where they got their name. Oh. And that okay. they were, um, the reason they were able to ca- calculate just complex cycles in the solar system in the, our galaxy was through the, some of this information uh-huh. that. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. 
Um, so, but this, this calendar is, can be referred to as a galactic calendar or calendar of synchronization or Mayan, modern Mayan calendar or whatever, all these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it uses a 13 day month. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, and I guess to get back to the point of kind of like aligning with frequencies, there, the idea of 1328 as a frequency being that's natural timing versus Mm, a frequency of 1260 which is an un where we are which is unnatural like Uh 12 months in the year 12 hours or 24 hours in a day 60 minutes in an hour right yeah why is an hour 60 minutes it also it doesn't have to be that it could be any you could Mm -hmm. divide up the day into however many segments you want yes yeah i've always thought about that my whole life my whole life i was always like why is 60 like why is 60 and why is money divided by 100 and why is time within 60 yeah well this is a longer conversation about base 10 math right where i mean there are some people that say even base 10 math is unnaturally aligned and that should be a different base but i don't know that's and it it comes down to ratios base 10 makes a little more sense to me than uh this 6 12 60 yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) um so fine so 1260 is part of this unnatural alignment and Mm -hmm. the the actual the natural cycle which we just get from the moon and the sun are is 1328 there's 28 days in a lunar cycle Mm -hmm. there's 13 lunar cycles in a year these the earth and these are natural bodies rotating through the heavens Mm -hmm. right this is natural time this is how every human if you remove modernity this Mm -hmm. is how humans interact with the universe through the sun yes. and the moon and this is the time so yeah yeah that it's it's very straightforward so yes. they and and then they choose for their beginning of the year um the day when the star sirius rises over the pier the pyramid the pyramid of giza mm-hmm. or which also the mayan pyramids are aligned in the same way as yes. egyptian periods yeah so again, it's like, how would they even know Sirius was important? I know it's bright, right. but so I mean, Sirius is the brightest star in the sky. But I don't know why it, they, why they so that's, have chosen it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I there's definitely an explanation that I just don't remember. Mm-hmm. So that's July 25th or 26th, something like that. So was this on the, our current calendar? So was this the Mayans calendar that yeah, you're talking about? That's right. So, so they chose. The oh, is that okay? So the Mayan calendar is a 270 day calendar, right? Or it goes in 270-day cycles. We have both. Oh, okay. You have have the beauty of this calendar is that it's actually 100, it's, you know, many calendars in layers on top of each other because we live in a world, again, like natural time is cycles on cycles on cycles. Yeah. And you know this from astrology also, right? Mm -hmm. You have... You have a, a year, you have a set of things that can happen in a year, but then a, over the course of your life, you have cycles. You mm-hmm. might have, you know, you have your Saturn return. That's yes. 28 years. Right. And then you have like cycles that. with the planets. Yes. yes that's right. Mm-hmm. You have, and uh, they have the same thing. So the Mayan calendar also like identifies um, it, it. I think it pulls from some astrological traditions mm-hmm. in that way also, or this, yeah. this modern galactic calendar. It identifies these longer cycles. So you have your day. You have your um, right, yeah, because there is. All right, so should we talk about the Mayan calendar for a second, or while I'm while we're on it? I guess. I yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because <laughs> well, because so in terms of the ratio stuff, I'm I'm still kind of also fixing that. Okay, so it's like we have twelve six twelve twelve sixty is what 
we have. Is that what you would say? Yes. And then the natural one is 13, 1328. 20, 13, yeah. And so. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine a 28 hours in a day instead of 24. Um, right. right. Yeah. yeah. It's not that it's not that far fetched. Yeah. Oh, wait. So w- would that be. Yeah. OK. OK. Um, and so you said the Mayan calendar starts like the first day of the Mayan calendar is in Sirius rises over a certain pyramid in Egypt. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. Siri, when the star, the star. Sirius is at a certain point in the sky. Yeah. Which I, apparently co- corresponds to um the vertical location like the apex of one pyramid yeah one or two pyramids yeah and i think that um you know i think that that doesn't necessarily i think that they're they obviously had some spiritual connection the mayans when when they created this calendar that's why it's so interesting to me because they they were receiving higher wisdom it was not just coming from themselves and i think that too we have other soul inherent soul connections to other stars in our in our galaxy besides just the sun and i think there are other special stars i think for example one of them would be the pleiades constellation would be alcyon and the pleiades constellation this is a whole other thing i really want to unpack i've heard a lot of stuff about how our solar system is orbiting around the star of alcyon also too and there's some other that we might maybe don't even fully understand where are the extent of our rotation so what comes to me is that there's some inherent soul level connection that is drawing a line between us perhaps and and this star or maybe maybe they channeled something about our connection to Sirius maybe and also there's I'm so open to the fact that there's so much divine wisdom maybe maybe there is something to the fact that Sirius is the brightest star in our sky maybe because Sirius is the brightest star in our sky it has some it, it, there's other there's some other like frequency emitting from Sirius that connects us to it and that maybe Sirius is part of our natural cycles just like the sun rises and just like just like the 1328 is our natural cycle and I want us to talk about the connection to the celestial bodies in that way and why like why is that natural for us because it's the sun rising and setting and inherently our magnetic fields are all connected and so with the Mayan stuff um so the Mayan calendar has like cycles within cycles, right? Which is why it's so cool because that is how our life goes. That's how and, life and goes. That's exactly. how life goes. And so yeah. isn't there something with, um, so there's something with the Mayan calendar where it's like, what, there's 13 day wave spells, right? Yes, talk talk about, talk about the wave spells a bit. Yeah, that's their, um, that's their next cycle. You, you start, you have a day mm-hmm. um, and you also, they also, you also have a month. They have, 28 days Mm -hmm. um but you also have um a 13 day cycle Mm -hmm. but i I think maybe it's better to in order to explain that i think you have to explain the um there's two years okay or there's the 365 day year which for them starts when sirius rises over the pyramid so Mm -hmm. july 26th and it goes for 365 days and then starts again the following july Okay. okay gotcha the other um, almost annual cycle that's running is the 270-day cycle, mm-hmm. which is a kind of solar galac- uh, galactic center interaction Ooh, cycle. This is where, where it gets interesting. I think, if I remember this correctly, I think our sun orbits the 
and it makes a rotation of the galaxy yes. in about 270,000 years. That actually is that sounds about right. So every 270,000 years, we make our way all the way around. Around the galaxy. And they have... Um, I think the Buddhists may have also done this and the Mayans also have like they've segmented those out. And even some of the Native, Native American cultures that I've read about, they've said it segmented that hundreds of thousands of years into smaller periods of time where different yeah. things you're in a different position around the galaxy and right. you have and different energy. And that's so going to are, affect yeah. it's going to affect our consciousness. And so the smallest fractal or smallest segment of that is. 270 days it's like a, a hundredth mm -hmm. of it uh, mm -hmm. you know. yeah okay so Ooh, every, interesting so you kind of have like you can imagine it as uh, um this is how they did it how they calculated their calendar the actual mayans they had like two gears that were kind of rotating you had like a 365 tooth gear oh. and a 270 tooth gear and each day you turn one and you see like what's so over the course i forget i'm gonna say i'll make it up and say like every 13 years you get a total both every possible combination of the 365 and the 270 happening oh. together right so yes the, yeah. yeah so yes. you're you have these cycles going so the 365 you could call it like you know it's the an, you know solar annual cycle 365 right. that one they track just like we do just like everybody you know year month day uh -huh. and then you have the 270 day cycle which they're tra which is a fractal of this galactic rotation uh -huh. so the idea is Whoa. essentially like every 270 days the sun and the galactic center have and the Earth kind of experienced the full range of full set of, of different energies that can occur in that larger mm. full rotation mm -hmm. as like a fractal. So you and this and they further segment that into 13 day sections. So mm -hmm. the 270 days has multiple 13 day sections called wave spells. Yeah. So. Yeah, so you it, it's complicated. You like you look at this calendar and you like it takes a little while to really like right. comprehend you're you're in a location on the calendar and you're at a point in the year, you're at a point in this galactic cycle, you're at a point in your life, right? Cuz your life also has a kind of arc yes. uh, multiple cycles to it. Yes. You're at and and so on and so on. I think you can really it's So interesting. Um, They're really Yes, so they the so this Mayan calendar it's really taking into account the different levels, the different layers as you go out because every everything is a relative is a relative um rotational um orbital layer. So there's, you know, so they're taking into it they're taking into account it's almost like those Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, the yes. the the layers that that it comes out there I you know, I don't think I realized until this conversation that they um, that because I I had you know I haven't fully looked into the stuff with the Mayan calendar I know a little bit but I knew there was something with the two seventy days but okay yeah and so so they're taking into account the sun because the suns are source of life and that would be like maybe the most one of one of the most localized aspects of our cycles you're taking into account the solar cycle with the 365 days but using sirius as a reference point that's right and then um yeah and then you're expanding you it out right. and you're using the cycle of our rotation around the galaxy yeah, and the 270 which, 
Yeah. Well, how would they know? 270,000 years. Like, you know, you can't even your civilization doesn't even exist long enough to have somehow tracked that. No. Right. I mean, that's truly, you know, higher knowledge. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. And they um, don't. I, I mean, we we're we figured out the physics to in this recently. I don't think they had figured out the physics no, at that point. No. That's right. Yeah. To um, figure that out. So, yeah. And I what I like about this is it is very much in line with, I think, our conscious experience of reality we we operate in all of these layers so Mm -hmm. i'm an individual i'm in a family so there's a consciousness of my family that there's that also affects me and that i interact with then i even you know just to be simple about it i live in a place so there's a consciousness of that location all the people there i i am part of a team a work team so there's a you know there's that so we're impacted by all of these layers of consciousnesses that stack up and are kind of bigger and bigger, your particular location, your state, your extended family, your cultural family, you know, if you're a particular religion or ethnic Mm -hmm. background, your country, your planet, like we're all earthlings. There is some Mm -hmm. um, global consciousness that's affecting all of it. Yeah. And so uh, for me, there's just a totally natural extension of that experience of yes the um the consciousness the energetics of all of these other tremendous orbiting spiraling bodies are also creating these effects they're more subtle Mm -hmm. because they're far away and it's you know really big something big interacting with something else big like Mm -hmm. jupiter isn't interacting with you jupiter is interacting with everything it's just Mm -hmm. having different effects on the individuals but you know um so yeah it's but it's it's there i feel so Mm -hmm. to actually see it written down calculated and interpreted in a way that is um that seems accurate yes you know feels accurate yeah it's Mm -hmm. like Yes, I, I, I go through these wave spells, these 13 day periods, and you get to the end of it. And it's kind of a transition point, And I feel it. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and not even on purpose. It's not even, uh, you know, I, I, I know the calendar now. So maybe you could say I have some skewed kind of bias, but mm-hmm. half the time I forget about it. And yes. then I look back and I think, oh, yeah, that was day 13. No wonder whatever happened yes. or yeah, that was the beginning of this particular month or the end of that month. And then yeah. there are these galactic activation portal days, yeah. which well, follow a different pattern along the calendar. Yes. They're in the 270. They're not in the 365. They're in the 270 because the 270 is aligned to is the fractal of the galactic center. Yes. So, but, you know, how exactly they chose which ones, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you feel, sometimes I really feel it on that day. I do too. And then also you have the typical astrological stuff, which fits into this, but you feel like full moons, you feel it. New moons, you know, like this yes. is, I, I think, a very lived experience mm-hmm. that um, if you give yourself, if you're open to it, it's there and yeah. it's... um and that, that's been, I think, for me, the most amazing part about spirituality, about learning these things is I'm not forcing it on myself. Mm-hmm. It's a reverse. It's like I'm mm. getting better at allowing it's the experience allowing. to be more present, to be more real. Like what is 
actually happening and like yeah. less interpretation, mm -hmm. um, less filtering of all of the different things that modern life is telling me. Mm -hmm. And then I reference it back to what I might have read in the news versus what I might have seen in an mm -hmm. astrological chart or this galactic calendar. And yeah. every time the galactic calendar is giving me much more useful interpretation. Yeah, right. You know. So yeah. the 13-day wave spells, are they, is there like a, is there like a different, there's a different theme to each of them, right? Is there? Like yes, what's your it gets very, gets very detailed. It gets very complicated, it gets very complicated yeah, but is there are, some way to explain um, like what the, yeah, like from, from your experience and so from what that, you understand so far? I'll try. That 270-day mm -hmm. calendar is a matrix. It's a grid. So uh, you have across the top, a set of the Mayan glyphs yeah. or sim symbols. And down the left side, you have another set. Mm -hmm. One of them represents different aspects of the sun. And one of them represents different aspects of humanity or uh -huh. of, of maybe you could call yeah. it like consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're inter. So at any point in the 270 days, you have an interaction. Ooh, yeah. So when you're on like, um, we'll put a picture up, by the way, you know, we're talking about white this. resonant wizard. So white wizard is one is, let's say, on the left side and yeah. resonance is on the top side. Mm -hmm. um, so there's 13. Like yeah, that's yeah. right. So you get you have 20 days, you have 13 across. That's how you get your 270. Right. right. And so, yes, every day you're experiencing some combination of like solar energy and, and galactic consciousness. Oh. And mm -hmm. so they have 13 names for the different galactic consciousnesses. They're like crystalline, resonant, uh, magnetic. I forget, you know, I forget yeah. all of them. And then you have these different images which represent the solar, um, the solar seals, I think they're called. Like mm -hmm. white wizard, white mirror, white dog, red mm -hmm. earth, red moon, mm -hmm. blue eagle, blue yeah. monkey. I forget all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, so throughout your 270 days each day there's an emphasis on that particular energetic confirmation mm -hmm. and in this modern um galactic calendar um there's a affirmation that goes along with it mm -hmm. there's there's a set of energetics and kind of feelings that might be emphasized on that day and right. so your affirmation is you know um right yeah so it's yeah. so interesting. It's so interesting the way that the Mayan calendar is designed to like, yes, and I'm going to put a picture of this on on the YouTube also for the, the way that it's that it's set up with this grid and with this 13 days across. And it's so at least, you know, when you compare it to the to uh, the Gregorian calendar or even to a 365 day calendar, it's like what we don't like, I guess each week maybe goes with the cycle with the phases of the moon and the wholeness or the you know the if the moon is half or the moon is completely dark so it's that but this is tapping into a higher an extra dimension of, of of affecting our consciousness and it's done so very intelligently with this kind of intersection um technology with this kind of intersection and it it all has to do with this motion, right? Like yes. it, it clearly, because it's taking into a, a f account the intelligence of our motion uh, around the galaxy and it's taking into account that the fact that the black hole at the center of our galaxy is affecting our consciousness. And 
And the way that I see it is because like the way that I see, yeah, like exactly what you said, like, um, a certain day will have amplified based on, on, uh, and it always, always comes down to this relative positions, right? All back to the relative positions, because that's how we're describing our rotation around the sun, around the galaxy and, and with the sun and everything. And so there's one day or one position that this certain energies are amplified together and that, and that creates some, some energy in, in the field. Yeah. Yes, uh, exactly. Thank you for probing on this. It's like, imagine if someone could tell you, um, you know, if I think back to that analogy of the layers of consciousness that you operate in, yeah. you know, today your mom's going to be in a certain mood and your boss is also going to be this way. Yeah. And, you know, um, the state of New York is going to be in kind of a frenzy or whatever. So like not a good day to do this or it is a good day to, you know, yeah. um, and someone somehow charted out everyone's various, uh, but this is actually what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, the sun goes through cycles. The galactic center goes through cycles. The earth goes through cycles. The moon, here they are all laid out. Yeah. And here is an, a, a pretty good interpretation of how they affect people. Mm -hmm. And here, here's the day. Here's all the different energies that are coming at you. Yes. What do you want to do with it? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's great. And so I'm so interested on these galactic activation portal days. And so when we visualize this calendar, this grid 13 across 20 down, right? This giant grid, the galactic activation portal days are days when um, the veil between the physical world and the spiritual world are is the thinnest. So that is kind of an explanation for what these portal days are. They're, they're days that the veil is very thin. And the way that these portal days are organized throughout the calendar is it almost goes like a zigzag infinity shape. It goes like a cross, it goes like in a zigzag and it goes like out and then back in. And there are two, I think two maybe sets of time. So usually the portal days kind of comes in spurt, kind of come in spurts of one or two at a time. So within a 13 day wave spell, there will be like one like maybe one or maybe two they're not usually do you know uh, they're usually consecutive well so there's a there's other times where they there will be a few times within the 270 day cycle where you have like six or seven consecutive galactic activation portal days and then yeah, most the, of right it's the three the three columns in the middle of the 20 if it's like i don't know yeah. 9 10 11 or something mm -hmm. like that or have a lot of yeah one has none they that's it's yes the the pattern of gap days is like a mirror, so it's the same on two sides. And the central column of the of the grid has no portal days. Like it's called like the mystic right. central column. Right. And then you have the yeah. And so like the shapes of everything and the shape of infinity, which is a closed circle uh, connecting at this intersection node point, um, is so significant. And so when I first looked at it, I'm going, you know, why is it that the that that the shape that it takes within the calendar is match it mimics the shape of an infinity symbol in a way, the zigzag out and in, and also it kind of goes back to the shape of DNA and this this connective pattern that that everything is in and um and then in the yeah and then there's there's those consecutive days and so it's like what's happening in those maybe in those consecutive days are we in a specific stream of, of energies from the galactic center or some combination of 
of energies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's a 270 day cycle. So you it's not at the same point every year. Right. You know, you're it's it's happening. Those rotations are happening faster than the 365 day. So mm -hmm. it it's shifting. So as your life is moving as the years are going through it, they're occurring at different times and mm -hmm. they're in alignment with other cycles that aren't the earth mm -hmm. cycles. Yeah, Things that you don't know about. Yeah, exactly. I have gone, like I remember when you first, one of the times that you first sent us the galactic, the Mayan calendar, um, I went, I spent, I was procrastinating doing my work. I spent like a few hours and I went through it and I looked at all the galactic activation portal days of the past and I used my phone, uh, my photo booth, my photos on my phone to go and look through and see what I was doing that those days. And I remember piecing things together and being like, oh my God, I was going crazy on those days. <laughs> like those were, I really remember those specific days and especially the ones that were the full weeks. And I haven't done this in a while, but I'm sure if I, I haven't like looked, I think because I lost my mind calendar. Uh, I, uh, like the ones where there was a full week of a portal day, I remember, or I pieced it together using the photos in my phone, but I was like, oh my God, I was losing my mind that whole week. And not to say that every single time is just losing your mind, but it just, it, it's coinciding with some intense stream of energy that is not even necessarily just coming from the sun. That's coming from the higher levels of consciousness that are affecting, um, us on this earth. And, yeah and it's it's crazy it's really cool it's so cool yeah it's um and as deep as you want to go they have already done it they you know you can i think you can so a 28 day month is broken into four seven day weeks mm -hmm. so each week has a energetic um yeah. kind of alignment um, each of the seven days is aligned to each of the chakras and it kind of um like mm -hmm. spiral it's a spiral it starts right the chakras too. and and spirals its way out oh. so you have again it's just like layers and layers yeah, exactly. and layers of okay it's everywhere to and and it's also just kind of wacky as a side note this galactic calendar year started on a tuesday mm -hmm. so every week starts on a tuesday Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> yeah. So this Tuesday is the root chakra day, and it's yeah. also the third. It's the first day of the third week of the month. So it's a root chakra energy, and it's this. It's the third week energy, and it's you know whatever the solar seal is, whatever the galactic seal is, yeah. whatever lunar cycle you're in. Yeah. You know, each lunar cycle has its own energetics, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can start to layer on these longer cycles, where are you in your 13-year cycle of your life, mm -hmm. in your 52-year cycle of yes. your life, in your 413s? From the planet consciousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where... Um, where's your astrology on that particular day? Mm -hmm. What are, you know, what are Jupiter and Saturn and, and Uranus mm -hmm. doing? Yeah. Um, it's all... It's so... It's all in there in a way that uh, yeah. um, I, I has been... It's been extremely powerful for me. And if nothing else, just an incredible reminder. Yeah. I look at it and I just... You know, you've had a busy day. You're using regular time, regular calendars, yeah. you're chasing your to-do list, whatever yeah. it is. And I just look at it and I remember, oh yeah, it's so much bigger. So Life much bigger. is so much bigger than all of these little things that yes. are, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I can, um, and it's so complex. It's not the amount of things that are influencing you and that might be creating whatever feelings or situation that you're having at that moment. Um, 
it's a it's a kind of freedom. It's a kind of um, acknowledgement that mm -hmm. it's you know so little is in your control, and yeah. your job is to f learn to flow with all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because you can't you know if you're you can't like you can't calculate the timing of every action you're going to take and perfect yes. you as a human trying to line it up, pick the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have to do the op. You have to let go. You have yeah. to do the opposite. And then you look back and you see, Oh my God, mm -hmm. it was already aligned. Mm -hmm. And yes. it's not that I didn't make choices. I yes. have the free will. I make all the choices. I want to do something. I don't want to do it. I go, you know, one way I go the other way didn't really matter. It's like you make the choice, the universe rearranges itself mm -hmm. at that choice point, and then it all lines up again until the next choice point, and then it all lines mm -hmm. up again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's very, for me, very freeing in that mm -hmm. way. Yeah, and it's like you have something written down here. Uh, spirituality must be experienced. This calendar can be experienced, meaning yes. that it's something for us to experience, not control. Yes. Um, it's not a source of control, yes. which is what the modern calendar is. Yes, exactly. Right? It's like literal, it's a literal opposite. Yes. Yeah. Even though we're calling it a calendar, mm -hmm. uh, both things are calendars. They couldn't be more opposed to what they're for, how they're used, mm -hmm. what feeling they create. And yeah, thank you. You, you. you experience it. Yes. Yeah. I would encourage everybody to experience it. Yeah. And I think like what you yeah, like what you said, too, um, is so powerful in terms of you step back and you look back and you say it happened according to that that uh, rhythm in according to that natural rhythm. It happened that way regardless. Yes. It's like you you look back and you see, oh, wow, like this big everything like these 13 day cycles is kind of one way to look at it as like a culmination point. It's like every right. It's like this is how I think you've explained it to me in the past. It's like everything is building towards like within that cycle, you're building towards the end of and then sign up. Maybe something happens or like some big thing at the end of this 13 day cycle. And um it's that's you know and, and that's what what's so cool about it too is that these energies are governing everything whether you want them to or not they're yeah, governing yeah. it and we have this illusion of control but these energies are literally guiding all these there it's divine timing that's yeah. it's it's this higher energy to is this higher orchestration to this divine timing divine orchestration yes yeah, exactly and Let's just talk uh, for a little bit about the plasma and the magnetic field stuff. Um, a segue maybe to the next time we try to do this. Because that <laughs> yeah, for me, that's, that's like... Um, no, we... Yeah, well, that's, that's when I start to pretend to be a physicist <laughs> and yell at you about... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, yeah, well... Um, okay. Let's talk about it for a second. And then... I, this is where my mind goes. Mm-hmm. How... Whether you're talking about astrology or this... Uh, galactic calendar and you ask yourself the question I ask myself the question how is it that um, the sun or Jupiter or Sirius or the Pleiades can affect me why mm -hmm. like valid question so they're so far away mm -hmm. and you know space is described anyway as basically being empty mm -hmm. nothing there there's hundreds of millions of miles between us and the Pleiades mm -hmm. and okay a little bit of light's coming mm-hmm why am I? What, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that going to do for me? Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing for me is I came across in one of my various deep dives, um, this other theory of the universe, mm -hmm. plasma universe, yes. plasma and electricity. Mm -hmm. And it's the universe is not empty. 
the universe is filled with gas and dust and it's not just like sparsely spread out like smoke in a room. Mm-hmm. It's in concentrated filaments. Filaments, yes. And the filaments, connected. the filaments of plasma connect. They connect our solar system to our sun to other stars. They connect all of our suns and stars into the center of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. There are plasma filaments from our galaxy going into other. Yes, yeah. So there's a literal information highway. There's like literal communication cable network of electric, electromagnetic connections Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every star. There's no star that doesn't have plasma connected to it. Yeah. Um, And you you learn that. I think, oh, well, okay. Mm -hmm. First of all, okay, great. The universe is a giant brain. That's exactly what our brain looks like. Yeah. And... um, and of course, they're exchanging energy and information. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everything seems to be in these macro, micro fractals. And so, yeah, I mean, you like, okay, trees and plants, when their roots are all underground, they're all interacting with each other. They're exchanging information in the form of little chemical molecules and water. And um, and it's happening in the neurons of our brain. Mm-hmm. And why wouldn't it be happening right. in the in the galaxy? How could it not be the case that the sun, with all of the output it generates, isn't you know sending some mm-hmm. electromagnetic waves along through those plasma currents to another star and, and vice versa? Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, we think like we think uh, as uh, as astrophysicists in terms of people that are thinking in a linear academic uh, box that that has existed so far. We think energy in terms of photons. We think in terms of uh, visible pockets of light that we can trace on the electromagnetic spectrum. But there's there's magnetic plasma being exchanged between astronomical bodies and it's it's living in in space and it's and it's traveling and there's you know there's extra there's extra connective lines between everything and that is that and because because we're magnetic as humans um we're interacting there's there's a plasma field between us and and the the whole idea is that it stretches across time and space and and it's not necessarily a photon traveling at the speed of light that needs to to reach somewhere else and then and then it loses energy as and that it doesn't necessarily follow these these equations that we have where we're uh intent uh, energy drops off as one over distance squared. It's it's it doesn't follow those rules. Yes, yeah, and so of course the Pleiades can be affecting us. Mm-hmm. We're literally connected to the Pleiades and to the planets in our solar system and to these other planets. Mm-hmm. To um, yeah, I mean I yeah, can you can list them all out? Mm-hmm. The, the ones that come up in all of your various various spiritual yeah. Um, telegram and tiktok channels or whatever um so yeah i mean and that for me there's a much deeper rabbit hole there as well about um the what is actually happening in our sun Mm -hmm. um, and that it maybe isn't a nuclear power plant right Mm -hmm. um and that uh i've seen some really interesting theories about how it is the plasma flows in and out that are actually powering the sun and Mm. you Mm. can kind of um 
and the interaction between the sun and the and, planets and you know you can the imagine and, these kind of arc yeah and the sun in the galactic center yes the sun in the galactic center that's mm -hmm. right because there's a connection that's happening there that completely um has nothing to do with classical gravity so and there's a hundred percent a connection between the center of the galaxy and and the sun and those you know it's one thing to talk about us and another star or something but when we talk about uh the sun and the center of the galaxy now that's a really freaking big distance yes. and that's there's a, a lot big of shit in the middle. there's a lot of shit in between <laughs> and We're so yeah so it's wild that's that's another that's another that's the next podcast yes exactly no that's the next thing and there's a lot that i want to unpack on that and yeah that's kind of i, I still don't even you know that's the, the extent of, of what my ideas are so far but there's a lot i want to um i want to build on that but i i feel like we covered a lot of good things here i think the stuff about the mayan calendar and just the connection to all these different levels of of energies that are affecting us is so so cool i think the the knowledge of the mayan calendar and wisdom it's so lost in our current society i think it's very like not it's not even super present in the spiritual community i think it's such a it's a very niche pocket of knowledge and i think some people you know some people have have taken on to it or or maybe know a little bit about it but my understanding having you know in whatever in taking whatever media i have in the spiritual community I, I feel like it's not very well represented how cool it is and it just i don't think it's very well understood either and um it's yeah it's really interesting yeah there's a website called lawoftime.org that explains all of this mm -hmm. uh really well the author jose argules is mm -hmm. the guy that had yeah. really started the modern movement for this is so. this so it, we can put the link to in the bio um uh, for how to order is this that's the guy that makes that mayan calendar that you order no there's, oh, okay. a, there's a person who um we'll put, the, the sky sky time i think yeah we can put the link okay. for that. yeah so we'll put the link um in the episode notes and everything for how to order this this one really cool um mayan calendar that brandon has been ordering for us for a few years and it's awesome there's some really cool artwork there's some cool information um yes and if you want to follow yeah, with every with every calendar they give you the explanation of what all of these things are yeah, because yeah. it's so complicated yes so we, we will definitely share that here for if anyone wants to order or anyone wants to learn more about the mayan calendar and um, yeah, I really feel like one of the most important takeaways of this and this whole discussion is about moving our moving our mind frame to to attuning more to these natural cycles and, you know, moving more towards surrendering to the natural cycles that are happening above our comprehension. And I don't even know if we'll ever fully com comprehend the layers of of movement in the whole universe that are affecting our day-to-day our -day lives. And maybe we don't necessarily have to. Maybe it's just about, maybe the lesson is in surrender, is in surrendering to this plasma flow that, that's that's happening uh, constantly. And yeah, just moving moving more to, to those natural uh, cycles. Yeah, is there um, anything else you want to say? Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. I'm excited about this. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it there. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us. We'll definitely have you in the future. 
we got a lot more to unpack, more about the Mayan calendar. Um, you know, there there's a lot more room to discuss more things because I still want to look into it it more too. So yeah, all of these things, there's always a lot more to unpack in these topics. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. This was fun. This was fun having this this conversation. And yeah. I had a great time. Yay! Thank you.